What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to Locker Room Hype, episode 16. I think it's bullshit since we're in 16 that you get to do the intro every time. Hey, man. I, I don't like that. Why well, don't I get to do the intro for I love, one freaking time? I've gotten it down to where... Oh, you want to drink fruit towel? I'm just kidding. I've gotten it down smooth. So it's just like second nature to me now. Smooth. Very smooth. You don't know what smooth is. Well, this natural well, light here is pretty smooth. Natural light seltzer. We're going Chuck. on a limb here and trying a new drink. Yeah. Natty light seltzer. What do you think about it? Uh, it's all right. It could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah, no, it's really not that bad. Yeah, I it, mean. It's really, like I said, it's refreshing. It's refreshing for a hot day right now. Hot and humid. It's the oh. Catalina Lime Mixer. Oh, hell yeah, then. It's. I mean, place of Billy Joe! <laughs> <laughs> when cherry and lime become best friends, that's exactly what's on the can. I love cherry and lime, too, so it's all good. Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong with cherry lime. Yep. But we got some good stuff for you guys today. We're going to begin in the college football world. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I know me and James have been talking about we were going to start off with baseball and all that, but. Like we've said, you know, we started, well, James wanted to start it. I backed him up on it, and he wanted to talk about college football, and that's why we're here. So, you know, I think right now one of the big things that just popped out <clears throat> in breaking news, the ACC sets 11-game schedule. And the cool thing is, Notre Dame is going to be part of the ACC this season. So, you know, that. I mean, it's crazy to see them not independent, but I mean, they had they had to get in the conference or something in order to get games. Exactly, with everybody canceling non-conference games, they they would have a lot of holes in their schedule. So them being an FBS independent, they're going to play a full league schedule if public health guidelines allow it, but. It's going to be cool to see them actually in a conference. There's there's some teams that I think are going to surprise some people this year. Well, North Carolina. Well, yeah, because everybody's playing everybody. Yeah. It's going to be like it's it's a finally one of those Big 12 things that it's going to be tough. It's a tough road games, home games. It's not like you just go and like, oh, I got this. Hell right. no, everybody's going to be playing their best, man, every freaking game. So – because, I mean, really, I mean, just say that you're the best of the ACC, this is where it's at now. Because that's all you're playing. So, I like that. I kind of like I – mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the ACC, but I, I will watch it because it, – The ACC has just gotten tremendously better with this addition with Notre Dame. It's going to be cool to see them compete against Florida State, Miami, Clemson. And who knows, maybe in the ACC championship in Charlotte, you may see Clemson and Notre Dame. No, no, no. You might no. see that. Or they may play each Come other. Come on, we need to get the U back in the house, bro. Hey, the, U, the U's supposed to be pretty decent this year. Yeah, I, know, I think man. they'll get the double-digit wins. What do you they think? They just got to, like I said, man, with, with them, man, they just, just got to get that swag back. They got to get a quarterback, man. Oh, well, yeah, but. They've they always had a solid defense. But you know what I'm saying? They need yeah, to get the, that. the swag. I, I'm, you know, I'm not. Trying to, you know, be 
political or anything like that, but they gotta get those bad boys back on those teams where they just they just take care of business, man. Bring out the camo fatigues again. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean back in the eighties. Yeah, I mean, I love the U, man. Like, I know a lot of people hated them, but I'm not saying I was like the biggest fan, but sh- I did love watching them. They were fun. They so, were fun. I do want to see them good. Anytime they're good and Florida State is good, it's good for college football. And for the longest time, they've been down. You know, you had Florida State win it back in 2013, but really no one else besides Clemson has really challenged the top dog, which are the Tigers there in that conference. But I know this week you told me, what did OU do this week with their scheduling? Didn't you say they moved to week zero? Or something like that you were telling me? They did. They they petitioned to move their opener up to week zero, which six other teams are playing on week zero. And it's going to give them a built-in bye week in between the game that they have with Tennessee and maybe some flexibility if there are any COVID-19 hiccups along the way. Okay, so well, good. if there's going to be any quarantining needed, hopefully they can do that within that bye week and get that out of the way before they play a very much improved Tennessee team in Norman. This Tennessee team is going to come into Norman hungry and ready to go. They're expected to be dramatically improved from years past. And, you know, we, we've had a, we had a home in a way series with them, I think 2015 and 16 beat them both times, but there's no telling what can happen this, this time around. Oh yeah. You know, that's, that's going to be a cool game to watch. You know, you get a, a good big old SEC team at, in Norman. So, it's cool. And then uh, just a little bit of a update on my, my Red Raiders. Okay, they are still playing UTEP in September. Okay. okay. September 5th. But at the same time, uh, Alabama State, they 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 mentioned their, uh, their division. Or is it WAC? I can't remember. Something like that. WAC, something like that. Well, they mentioned that they <clears throat> they're going to move their their season to the spring. Oh, really? So that game was out, and then they also were supposed to play Arizona this year, but you know the Pac twelve. Uh, so they've got two games they need to fill in. To fill in, yeah. But you know, like I said, I think I think if they can get at least one filled back in, and then try to get to start that bye week or whatever, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, I think so too. They do need an opponent there to make up for that two game absence, though. They they need a. They need to pull something together where they can get an adequate opponent in there. Maybe maybe an FBS or maybe like we a said, hey, small power. Why don't the buffs go buffs? Let's go. The buffs. I know. I mean, I hate saying that. I tech. Um, yes, I know I'm an alumni. But, you know, I'm a buff alumni too. We're both Got my, buffs. Got my, my master's degree it would be there. It would be cool to see them both square up and play. They're so close. You know what would be cool too? Like, you just have a home and home. Right. <laughs> that would be really cool because WT does have their not new stadium. It's gorgeous. It is. It's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. And, and unfortunately, I, I hadn't seen it full yet, but they've only played there one season. Yeah. But years to come, I think they can build up their, their fan base like they used to, you know, bringing out 20, 25,000 people I mean, back in what, 2006, yeah, 2007 so, to play I mean, ACU. You know, it's so much better than going to the damn. Uh, the ball, whatever though. Yeah, I did not like making that. I hate, it was a short trip, but it was uh, just Kim, Kimbrough's. Litter, I hated it. There, it's it's so much better when you have a stadium on campus. Well, when, right now, well, I'll say that I hate it. How it used to be. Now they're they're redoing it. 
you know, mm-hmm. and a Canyon ISD really that is doing, schools, doing a right. really, really good job making a nice, making it where you're not having to climb that damn hills, man. God, yeah. talk about a freaking killer. Did they? I, I heard that they um, knocked out that that south end zone hill. I is think that so. true? They just completely removed. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Thank God, because that's I remember the that, press box needs a lot of renovation. The first too. time I walked up, damn, I had a heart attack. I should have had one. <laughs> that's so good. Can, that's a nice stadium so for can, a high school. So I can get my golf. I get the golf cart to take me up. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? It's a nice stadium for it high is, schools to play. It is a nice one. Yeah. It's big. They'll probably never fill it out. But maybe for a playoff, if, if Randall gets a home playoff game. Yeah, I mean, maybe you, get, you get ever get somebody there, big or Canyon. But so, one more thing in the college football world that I'm excited about: Oklahoma has locked down Lincoln Riley until 2025. Yeah, man, I think finally made him the highest paid coach in the Big Twelve. Well, why not? I mean, that's Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, man. Is a I know I talk a lot of shit about OU, but but but. I guess I just talk about the traditions in the program. But when it comes to the head coach, he's my man, dude. Yeah, he's a West Texas guy. You got to love man. him. He's like, you know, he's like a Cliff Kingsbury, man. I love the man. I love he's him. He's a former tech grad. Yeah, you got to love him. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> Give him his props. But he's a West Texas boy, you know, from Shoe and all that. And Man, he, I mean, just, I, I mean, I've sat down these last couple of weeks and I've watched a couple of his videos in the he, Man, the biggest thing that he, for me, not only as a coach but as a person, you know, he talked one. He, I mean, it could be small as he was talking about his drills one day, and he goes, "You know what? If your drills are not making you better, then why do them?" He goes, "You need to find drills that are gonna get you better." And I was like, "Well, you know, you can implement that in football, but you can also implement it in life." So, right. And I, I thought that was a pretty cool thing for him to say. He's, he's reached the playoffs three straight seasons. He hasn't led the Sooners to a national championship, but I feel like his contract is well-deserved. The extension is appropriate. He's led you know, Oklahoma to three straight Big 12 titles and has groomed two Heisman Trophy winners, not too shabby. And they're, they're on the brink of breaking through to get to that national title game to win the eighth one. I really feel it. He's only 36 years old. Then, yep. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be under, under – I mean – Best coach in the game under the age of 40. Lincoln Riley, if you're listening, you know, I'll come over there and I'll be a grad assistant, whatever you want. Hell. Oh, so will I. Team, uh, I mean, manager, I don't care. I just want to be in that office just to listen. That's it, you know. They're, in the right, they're, they're trending in the right direction, definitely. And then we got to talk about those hippies down in Austin. Oh, what's going on with them? It, here's the thing. Austin's public health authority said they were caught off guard. A little off guard whenever Texas planned to allow 50% of the games open this fall. Really, Austin? Really? <laughs> you, got, you got me. I didn't know y'all were going to plan on that. Like, I mean, that's too many people. Yeah. 50,000 people? Shoot. Because their stadium holds what upwards of 100,000 people, yeah. maybe 101, 102 on a good night. Yeah. So. That's a shitload of people in one yeah, location, man. I just, one area. I'm like, like, come on, dude, you know. So they're going to aim for 25% stadium capacity, about 19,000 fans. Do you think that's appropriate? I think so. Yeah. That's a good number. Yeah. They can spread those guys out yeah. all over the oh, stadium. Yeah. You got, you got. And, you know, it's going to be those rich boosters that are going to oh, get yeah. tickets. Oh, oh, my bad. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all the boosters and everybody like that. But funny thing, too, man, is I don't know why I hate saying funny, but, I mean, these guys should know by now. I mean. What we've been going through these last couple of months, 
down at Rutgers, Rutgers, whatever. Rutgers. They were having an on-campus party, and several of the athletes decided, hey, let's go to it. That led to a virus outbreak that forced the entire team into a two-week quarantine. Fifteen Rutgers football players have tested positive for COVID-19. Now, why the hell would you go anywhere that's not in your realm, you know, that you're supposed to? I mean, why? Well, you're disobeying yeah. your your coaches, the, the guidelines that have been implemented for you to stay safe. You're just totally taking a blind eye to it and turning I mean, your back on everything that you're supposed to uh, believe I mean, in and stand for and hold t- hold tight. I don't understand it. People you know, are going to have their opinions, but like James and I this morning, we're talking about a motto this, you know, for this coach. And like, I've always, the one I've always stuck with is Bill Belichick. Do your job. Probably the best mm-hmm. three words you can hear. What is those dudes job? Keep your ass in your dorm. It's not that hard. Play, is it? play video games, whatever you need to do. Get ready to go for a season to get drafted and make millions. Yeah. <laughs> like that should be, that's your job right and now. And those, those upperclassmen have got to hold those, those younger guys accountable. And so, maybe there's just a lack of leadership there. Who knows? I was, I don't, I was just, when I, when I saw that, I was like, you kind of, you, are you choking? Cause you're like, dude, guys, we've been doing this for the last couple of months. Do you not get that? That is a big, big red. That's a red flag. Don't go. And don't you know, go. Michigan state's entire team has paused all workouts until at least August 4th because of recent positive tests. So yeah. it's just continuing to be, a, a huge problem with not only the smaller division one programs, the large division one programs are having issues too. And it's just coming down to the players, just disobeying the rules. You know, it's going to turn into a domino effect pretty soon. It's like, dude, if you want, I mean, if you understand if you, I mean, hopefully he's got, I know these, some of these guys sit there and watch TV and see what the NBA is doing. I mean, it's working out pretty well to keep them in the damn bubble. Yeah, they as of so, today, still zero positive exactly, tests. Exactly. I know it's a little bit different when you when you have students on campus versus in a central location, like in a huge structured building in Orlando, like the NBA is doing. Yeah, because you might have mm-hmm. you might have these athletes spread apart in different dorm dormitories or whatever, but there's still things you can do to keep them safe yeah but it's just going to come down to if the players want to be safe if they if they choose to be disobedient it's inevitable they're gonna come down with COVID-19 and that's what we're seeing here well here's the thing you know that's I mean we're we're getting like I said we got ACC and everything now later next week we are supposed to get the Big 12 coming out with their plan and also the SEC too right correct Yes. So and, next, and, yeah, they were planning by the end of July, which that hasn't really transpired well, that's yet. What I'm saying. I guess they're waiting to the 31st because today, today's the 29th. So I guess they're really waiting to that. Maybe I guess you think we'll hear something by then. 11, I think maybe next week, but 11:55 p.m. July 31st. <laughs> they just keep pushing it back because in the beginning it was July, mid July, and now they said late July, and then I've heard rumblings about possibly first of august so hopefully we do hear something the next couple of days i'm re- i'm eager to hear what what they have you know structured for the conference 
because the Big 12 is what we follow. We follow the Big 12 most of all. However, we are very well-versed in every other conference. But the Big 12, we want to see some some steps taking forward so we can we can get a football season that's going to stay intact. Exactly. So, But like I said, as soon as we get something, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram. You know, we, we I mean, we're putting up a lot of updates lately. Okay. Also, James, you tell me recent today, what about one of our favorite places to go? They reopened, right? Oh, yeah. Rocket Brews is back up and running. They closed down temporarily within the past week to remodel and get their business even more beautiful than what it already was, more accessible for people inside and out. It's going to look really good with their new cooler that they've got. I went in there uh, about a week and a half ago, and they had it all just stacked up, ready to oh, yeah. ready to install it. And they said this is going to be state of the art. You're going to be able to hold more beverages, and uh, have it's going to produce more of a flow as far as you know con- concocting all of their special drinks that they have for people. So okay. it's going to be cool. Yep. So go check out Rocket Brews if you have a chance this weekend. Also, this right where we're about to get into, we're about to get into the baseball, the MLB. But before we get into the MLB, we got to talk about a little bit what's going on with our Sod Poodle teams. Uh, they are coming to an end, but but hey, you know they brought a good energy, I think, back to Amarillo for a month. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job. Um, shout out to them, I man! I appreciate y'all. You know, especially yeah. the organization and. City of, of Amarillo, or you know, whoever had in charge of that man, that was a really, really good idea, and I'm glad that they did that. And on yeah, top of that, seeing the young talent, that was child, cool. yeah, I let to say that was a great thing to see that talent, man. I, I, like I said, my my hopes and prayers are to those players. You know, hopefully, you get a shot, man, because yeah, you you opened my eyes. You did, it was awesome. Yeah, so, and I hope some of those guys maybe get a chance to play with the yeah. Saudis next year. Yeah, they said Chipper Jones gave a shout-out to the Saw Poodles the other night. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, because the Padres were playing. They were talking about – he's like, what? What? Yeah, like, oh, you just got to watch the NASCAR, man. It's pretty cool. Like, He's like, oh, okay, cool. So, it seemed like the entire operation didn't skip a beat. They were very prepared for this weird and peculiar season just in a month's time. They accommodated everybody. They adjusted when Governor Abbott had switched and made everybody wear face coverings. I just felt like they did a great job overall. The staff is still very, very polite, very nice. They're very helpful. And if you didn't have your face mask on, uh, they would politely just say, hey, will you please put it on? There's no no real rude encounters whatsoever. Most of the people that were out there anyway had it up, you know, and then – if they were taking a drink or eating like that, they would do it, and then they put it right back on. So the seating was cool too. I mean, they they strategically would place everybody apart from one another. But we went a few weeks ago, and we got to sit together. Three or four of us got to sit in one area, you know, in one row. So that was nice. We're gonna try to go tomorrow. It's gonna be the last thirsty Thursday of the season. Yes, it is. So last one. So we got to try to make it out there. $2 beers, you can't beat it because usually they're pretty pricey. Yep. Go support. I get the $5 beer, so I don't have to get up as much. Do That's you. just me being lazy. <laughs> so, just, 
<laughs> you could double fist to two dollar. You know, one in each uh, hand. I want a little professional. Just have one beer in my hand, sir. Okay. <laughs> you do you, boo. I'm just kidding. But no. Make sure you get out there. Cheap tickets. Finish out the year. So we're looking forward to it next year. It's going to be fun. Some cool MLB stuff, as you as you notice. You know, MLB had started last week. You know, everybody thought it was going. It's going good so far. But like I said, it's that's it's having some downs now. Right now. Um, and the biggest talk right now is the Marlins. Uh, I mean, they are battling. They're battling a lot of people getting tested right now. Um, they had 18 total reported cases among the team. And here's the thing: they already postponed all the Marlins games through Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, when you think about that, I mean, okay, they're taking the precautionary. That's good. You know, but now can the 16 players and come back and be fresh? That's the thing now, you know. Right. The Even the the Philadelphia Phillies, they had their game uh, versus the Yankees postponed. So that was uh, Monday and Tuesday night games. Those, are, those have been postponed. And as a result, the league announced that the Marlins and Phillies will temporarily hit the pause button as the schedule was revised revised on the fly so they're going to have to make some changes as they go to the schedule to kind of accommodate these canceled games which i mean is, is a good idea hopefully they can get it all sorted out yeah i mean like i said safety always comes first and so hopefully they'll sort it out and kind of you know hopefully get going you know get going. For i'm there. just i'm just really worried that there's going to be a point where there's going to be you know six to ten teams have multiple cases and it's just going to shut the whole operation down and we're not going to be able to finish the season. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's always a possibility. I know we were going to remain optimistic. Oh yeah. I mean, we're trying, I mean, we, we're trying, you're trying to, but you got to be realist too, that there's things that, you know, it's, it's out there, you know, and it, it's going to hit, it, it hits hard. And when it does, like I said, at least the Marlins are, are shifting to a daily testing schedule. It sucks for the players, but it's a good idea to keep everyone safe and to know daily, okay, who's positive, who's not, what do we need to do, who do we need to quarantine, what steps do we need to put in place moving forward. You know, Derek Jeter's the CEO. He's kind of the mastermind behind putting all that together. I think it's a good idea. Maybe other teams will adopt it, having daily testing moving forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be in – you know, essential for the season to remain in motion. Have you, have you, how many games have you watched so far? I watched, I've been watching, I've been, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say I watched the full game, but because the thing about it, I mean, I watched Rangers and, you know, and then I'll flip and I'll watch the Dodgers and then I'll watch now, you know, really whoever's on, I just put it on, you know, and it's just good to see baseball again, you know, so, and, you know, it's here's the thing. Here's the real cool thing. I mean, I know a lot of people don't think it's cool, but you know, the Rangers. You know, ever since they got their new stadium, they're able, they're able to play a lot earlier in the day. You know, because every game used to be at seven oh five, seven five. You know, yeah. You're like, man. You know, I mean, you can watch probably six innings and like, shit, I gotta go to bed. But now, you know, since they're able to start early, 
That's good, man. Yeah, that's good. Really that's good. good for baseball. That's good for the fans of the Rangers. And we like the game we went to a couple years ago. It was a seven oh five start, and it was miserable. Yeah. And with the new stadium, you're able to hot. be comfortable. It's even hot, man. Because like, all the most of the games are in the summer. Oh yeah. And you're burning your ass off sitting there in the I think it's, Texas I, heat. Honestly, I still think I went. I, I, I went to the hottest game that was ever recorded. How hot was it? Was, it? it was like a hundred and like I remember looking at it. It's like a hundred and twelve. Well, and we were sitting when they had the metal bleachers out in center field. Mm-hmm. Those things were like a hundred and twenty something. We were sitting in front of this family. And the craziest thing is like they 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 came prepared. They had cold towels, everything. Had their kids. One of the kids was like. Mom, I'm not sweating no more. They got up and they left. Oh, so yeah. that's that's a scary sign yeah. right there. So and here's the funniest thing is about the fourth and fifth inning. Like, all right, fans, if you're tempted to do it today, we're giving out free hot chocolate. By the seventh inning, I think they said they gave away like fifty something hot chocolates. Like, God, these idiots. But wow. it's pretty funny. Man, I mean, so, our, our Rangers are two and three right now. Yeah. Their next game is against Arizona. Yeah, they just won, just won right now. So, Ipikaye. Yeah, three so, and three, five hundred. Here's here's the fun part about baseball, and it's and plus since it's so early in, in our little season. Last night, if you've caught the game between the Dodgers and the Astros, um, Bergman was up on a three and zero count, and a pitcher from the Dodgers decided, oh, okay, I'm going to. Throw the damn 95-mile-per-hour mile fastball at his head. <laughs> Which Missed we, we kind of expected. Yeah, exactly. We did expect and that. And I thought, okay, man, man, all right, here we go. The animosity is so the high picture right picture was now. Kelly. Yeah. The picture was Kelly. Joe, uh, Joe, Joe Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, so. and uh, 96 mile yeah, an I hour mean, fastball. Can you that, imagine that oh, whizzing right at your head? I've heard of, I've heard of 96 before. It, it's fast. <sighs> yep. And then, uh, then after that, um, Carlos uh, Carrera was on the bat, and then he got, I, I think he got struck out. If not, he he hit a grounder or whatever. But after that, they started talking crap to each other, and then clear the benches. But it wasn't <laughs> your normal. It wasn't your normal uh, clear the benches brawl. You know, what, you know what Kelly said. They all just kind of <laughs> stood at each other, and there's like. Hmm. Mm. Who's gonna do? Who's gonna do it first? There's, there's no fans to ag it on. Yeah, so no joke. They're like, come on, kick the, the, ass. the emotion and intensity wasn't as high as it usually is. Yeah, no joke, right? I mean, but Kelly had a after after it. You know, he said he denied any you know ill intent with the pitch. He says my accuracy isn't the best. Bullshit, dude. <laughs> if you you're in the you are in the major leagues for a reason. If you don't have accuracy, then you shouldn't be in the MLB. You can't. You can't blame. Play, play you the, can't blame Kelly for denying it and just being. Come play for the Dillas. A smug asshole about it. Like, we you? don't have the Dillas no more. <laughs> Gold socks, bro. That's right, but but yeah, man. I mean, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter, man. You know, the Strohs are going to get some balls thrown out, and they got to prepare for it. I mean, whenever they say, "Well, they cheated. They cheated." Okay. But you still got to hit the fucking ball. So. Oh, yeah. So, but Kelly is going to be suspended for eight games. As a reliever, that's really not that you know painful because they sit in the damn. Yeah. <laughs> they sit in the bullpen anyway, so. I was just pretty disappointed there were no yeah. punches thrown. 
Well, it's just like the other day with the Pirates head coach. He got thrown out of the game. Yeah. yeah. And then he's, he, he got real close and then <laughs> put his mask on. I mean, and then they went six feet apart. I mean, it's like, damn. That, How do you that, properly chew some ass? Yeah. With the that's not the norm. That's, that's the new norm now. It's like, not even worth it. Like, I hate saying it, but that's not even worth it. It's, no, I mean, nothing beats, I mean, Nothing beats a, a coach get thrown out of a game. It's funny because whenever we were playing summer ball, a, a guy that coached us, the last name is Jones. Not gonna say his first name because, <laughs> but he, uh, we were sitting in the dugout and man, Blue was playing some awful calls. All he, I just remember him getting up because all right, about to get thrown out. <laughs> Hey, there comes a point where you have no choice. Yeah, he comes out, and he chews that guy's ass out. Got tossed out. He goes, told y'all. Hey, you got to. But he made a point. You know, know, at first we thought it was funny, but then, you know, we realized, you know what? He's just protecting us. I mean, he he wants to get his job. Yeah, so. He's doing his job. Yeah. So, I mean, that was. (laughs) We all get to the point where it's like, all right, I got to stand up. I got to say something. I got to make my point. And whatever happens, happens. So be it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly, man. I mean, and, you know, like I said, as a manager, you know, even as a coach, you know, I I stand up for my for my players no matter what. You know, I have to because yeah. that. I mean, that's because I have to show them like I I care, like I, I freaking care. Mm-hmm. Like exactly, I wouldn't be there if I didn't care. Or like, oh, I'm not going to just shrug my shoulders, the shoulders, you know. They need to you get, know that you, you gain even more respect from them yeah. when when you do that. It's not always pretty. It's not always you know the most ethical thing to do. But but hell, but sports w- are embedded with emotion, intensity, enthusiasm, and but you know. But I've you're also lose your cool sometimes. I've also been where when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. At least you went out guns and blazing. You know, and then <laughs> yeah, uh, and also you know Justin Verlander for the Strohs. Uh, I guess there's some. There were some reports that he was out for the season, you know, and and he came back on Twitter saying that they had it wrong. That but he he will be out. Just don't know for how long. Okay, so, so it's not indefinite. Yeah, good. But, but you know, I, I mean, I know some people. I know it's the Strohs, but Verlander's awesome to watch as a pitcher. He's an amazing pitcher. So Cy Young Award winner, all that. So it's one of those that when he pitches, I like to watch him. So. But, man, I have to ask you something. Shoot away, dude. What's going on with your boy Mahomes in the baseball world? Big big check, buying big things now. Oh, yeah. What's he buying, brother? No, he didn't go buy a house. He didn't go buy a house. He didn't buy no fancy car. He became? He became part owner of the Kansas City Royals. That's how you do it. That's a big baller move That's right how you there. do it. But, you know, well, man, that's awesome. But it goes to show that, okay, yeah, he got a big check. But he loves Kansas City. He does. That, he loves Kansas that City. That proves that he's willing to invest in the city, into the community, yeah, exactly. into the area, and he, he's like, hey, I'm here to stay. Yeah. I'm going to go be going to baseball games. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to be enjoying it. Hey, why but, not? But here's the same thing. He, I mean, he could have done NFL. Hell, he could go to the MLB right now. He had a love a pitcher. Mm-hmm. He was a badass baseball player, His too. His dad was a baseball player. Yeah. Yep. It's, just like, it's just like Murray, man. He had a choice. He could have gone to MLB. He could have gone. Right. I mean, it goes to show, man, those guys, I mean, tremendous. Very talented. Awesome athletes. Tremendous athletes. I love players when they can 
play two sports and be yeah. and play at a high level and be you know, efficient. It's and, awesome. You know, and I tell my kids every day, you know, and I know I tell plenty of like what coaches look for, especially, you know, college coaches, you know, if you ever want to move to the next level is I know Kingsbury has done it before. The, the first question is what sports does he play? You know, they're like, well, obviously football, but yeah, what else did he participate in? Basketball, yeah, track, back, yeah, track, whatever, shit, you know, baseball, soccer, yeah. wrestling. I mean, they want to know that they were competing at all the time. Multi-sport athletes set themselves up for more success. Oh yeah, in any sport, you reinforce skills in basketball. You know that you do in football. They all intertwine at some point. You all you use skills. That are that are important, that are essential in every sport, and and you you polish them as you play. Well, yeah, I mean, best example, and I don't know, this might not be the best example, but it's a really good example, I think. Zeke Elliott, okay, running back, right, things like that, runs fast. Oh, well, yeah, he's fast because yeah, he's a great athlete, but he ran track. He's also Ohio, right? He's Ohio State winner in the hurdles. Mm-hmm. So I'm working. I mean. He can jump over people because he knows the form. He knows that he's not jumping because because the crowd likes it. He right. does it because he knows how to do it right. <laughs> he was a multi-sport athlete, yeah. and he, he he grew those skills with each sport. They they were essential for him to become the athlete that he is yeah. now. It's all about being an athlete. If you can if you can you know install skills and your overall just knowledge of each game. You're going to be a better better athlete overall. So, I mean, Mahomes, he's rich, 24 years old. He's going to be an owner, part owner of the, the Royals, and he's already one of the richest players in the NFL at this point with the his historical contract he just signed. But, but you know what, man, it's, that's good to see that. I mean, it, that's an investment. It's an investment, man. I mean, he's not just going to blow it off on stupid stuff. Like, I know as much people, you know, hate on LeBron, but – He's a pretty good businessman. I know he has good people around him, probably, but he has, he's a part owner of Liverpool, you know. And if nobody knows what Liverpool is, that's the the soccer team in right. Liverpool. <laughs> FC. I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, and his, these are great investments. Like we said earlier, his dad played eleven years, yeah, in, so, in Major League Baseball. So he yeah he was around. He has he has a rich history of growing up around the game. And it only makes sense. A part of him has a huge love for the game still, even though he's not currently a baseball player. He still loves the game. Just like LeBron learned to love soccer. He probably played when he was little. Of course, it didn't last long because he was such a huge basketball guy. But these guys have other loves. Most NFL guys are huge basketball fans, and they played growing up. So it only makes sense. If you have the money to invest in things like that to only the rich get richer, do it. Oh, yeah. That that's that's something that we should encourage with everybody. You just gotta have the right people around you. Too. Right, yeah. The right that's, people that's the make the right decision. Thing. Most and decisions then, don't always work out. I mean, a good a good move as far as you know going into another realm of of business was George Foreman when he started the George Foreman Group. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, that was that was cool. He yeah. he he was a face of the brand and he made so well, much money from that. Well, it was just, I mean, just from his one, name, one of the greats, you know, Muhammad Ali. I mean, Benny Fives, you know, I know he made millions of dollars, but he was never like, I don't I mean, I don't never seen anything with him just being flashy, flashy, you know, he, right. I mean, yeah, when he was younger, you know, but then he, when he got older, 
God, very humble man, you know, so. I can't, I just can't imagine being Mahomes right now. Like, can you imagine just being a 24-year-old with 477 million in guaranteed money at the end of that contract? You just don't have any worries. Financially, you are set. Beautiful fiance, right? He's, he's. Supposed to get married at some point, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, you know, they're high school sweethearts. Yeah, they've been very, together very forever. Beautiful girl. He's just living yeah, it's, the. It's pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty cool to say that you know, she's not. I mean, and I, I know that sounds awful, maybe. But the one thing about it, she's loved him since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you can't. Yeah, you can't say that she's no gold digger. Accuse her of being a gold digger, or being on she's board, just been at because. all the games, everything like that. So. She's been real supportive of him. He's just living the life, and I couldn't imagine being 24 and having that much money, that much opportunity right at your fingertips, in your lap, basically, and you're you're only just beginning. He's only beginning. He's already had the career that could arguably be a Hall of Fame career already, only in, what, three years. So it's just it's insane. I I don't remember a quarterback ever rapidly – Evolving this fast well, to popularity, well, to stardom, success, well, production. So, so on this network back, and we're on the NFL now, and that's great. But the thing about it, he changed. He's he, what, the system that he was in. Okay, King, Kingberry. Okay, yeah, tech. There, right now, if you watch the NFL, that's what everybody's going to now. Yeah, you see Arizona and with, it's, with it's, Cliff and Kyler. Yes, he throws the deep ball and everything, but man, I mean. He, a lot of screens, a lot of fast RPOs, things like that. His I mean, arm strength is just incredible. Yeah, I mean he's he, he's he's a smart guy, dude. So you can't because I'm not you can't just go out there and you, I mean hey, you can't be a dumbass. You can't be a dumbass. Well, you're right. You can't. You got to know what you're reading. And but once you get comfortable, man, oh dude, the sky's the limit, man. You you're gonna, you're gonna throw. I mean, you're gonna throw for about four or five hundred yards easily. He's got great weapons around him. Even on a bad day, you could be throwing two to three hundred yards on a bad day. And I think even even with subpar middle yeah. middle of the pack guys, he would still put up phenomenal yeah. numbers. Yeah, exactly. Just like Brady did. I mean, it was a system. A lot of times was geared towards his success, but he was a, incredibly accurate. And he was a good thrower of the football. Same with Mahomes. He would, I think, in any at any point in his career if he ever goes anywhere else he can be successful just because of how talented he is and how versatile he is you know hopefully his legs you know stay in the test of time he can move out of the pocket some of the throws that he makes off balance are incredible it's just it's insane what he can do you know i'm looking forward to what what the kansas city chiefs are going to put together this year you know nfl uh there hasn't been too much I haven't heard too much this week on the NFL, have you? Well, I have heard. You know, we're on the subject of Mahomes and the Chiefs. Damian Williams, which is their running back, who's who's a former Sooner, he is opting out of the 2020 season. Okay, and this is that, something that, okay, we're going to so see a lot of players. Okay, that is right. So he was he was a vital piece for that team last year to make it to the Super Bowl, and then in the Super Bowl itself. Arguably, I think he should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. It's crazy that, you know, a a player of his caliber, he's really rose to success. He's done a lot of dirty work in the NFL. He's played at Miami. He's bounced around. But he's he's one of those guys that's just – 
He's getting good at the right yeah. time. He's yeah. getting good at the He's right getting, time. Yeah, exactly. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. The organization, I mean, they respect his choice. It was in made of his best interest of his family, which I couldn't, you know, disregard or, or be upset with that decision. I, you can't. I would probably do the same, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Family, family's first, man. Family's first. I mean, and then, you know, then yourself too, you know. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about, they're thinking about the long term. And that is, that's fine. That's fine. You know, if that's what they want to do, you got to support it. And the, then, wor- the worst thing you can do is be an exactly. asshole and just say, oh, you're, you're stupid. Like, you can't do that. You got to support it. Yeah. Especially, he's such a vital piece to their team at this point. He's he's had a great like, had a great year last year, and you've got to respect your most talented guys. But for, then you got to respect your your guys on your practice squad for or example, your I backups. A, I had a parent call me today and – says that his son's really you know really excited to be in football and everything but he's but he's like but i'm really he's really scared of the covid and i don't blame him he's like he's like coach he's like i was like i was like man we're gonna we're doing whatever we can we're gonna try to do whatever we can but if i feel like if it's unsafe for these kids i'm not gonna go through it you know i was like but but if i feel saved and i feel like these kids will be fine then we're going to take the best precautionaries. And then I will try to take care of your kids as best as I can. I can't give you my promise, but I will do the best I can. Exactly. And, she, and I was like, she's like, well, that's all I need to hear. And that's what we're going to do. Hey, the reassurance means a lot. Yeah. As a parent, hearing that from and, a coach, that, yeah. that's, that's good stuff. And, and that's the thing. I can't make promises. I can't say a promise. He won't get it. Right. But I can do the best to prevent it. That's the best I can do. Exactly. Because, we can only control what we can control, yeah. and we're going to do our best with that. And, and you know, I look at and that's why, you know, as the NFL, when I, when they were opting out of it, I, you know, that's what I was thinking, like, you know, you can't make a promise on this. There's no promises. That's, we're going to do the best we can. So there's still that percentage, you know. And Exactly. It, 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 and, you know, I mean, these guys, I know they, they, they do a good job. They make a good paycheck. They're professionals. And, and, and they're sitting gonna, out, they're going to be okay. Yeah, they're going to make a professional decision, what's best for them and their family. And even starting guard, Laurent Duvernay, he's opted out of the 2020 season as well. I think we're going to see a lot more of this as the season gets closer. You know, there's not going to be any preseason games. Yeah. So these guys are going to have plenty of time to think about it. And I don't blame a lot of a lot of guys for sitting out. Just like we yeah. talked about with the MLB, there's 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 players that just aren't up for putting themselves at risk and then their family at risk. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I, I don't I don't disagree with what they're doing. And with with the two of us being middle school coaches, we're going to have probably lower numbers due to this pandemic. Yeah, but it's understandable. We'll work with what we have and we'll encourage these kids that we're going to keep them as safe as possible. And hopefully we can have a complete season, man. I really hope so. Yeah, I do too. You know, I know, you know, I, we, like I said, we've already done our, we've done our years in sports. Mm-hmm. I just want to give these kids an experience, man, you know, and they deserve it. Yeah. And hopefully to continue on, man. But, but, you know, like I said, hopefully NFL, like I said, we'll get some more news. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram for any updates coming here up soon. We're excited for but, the season for sure. You know what, man? You know, I don't think we've talked about once since we started this. What's up? NHL. NHL, man. <laughs> I don't think we I don't think we've ever said a damn thing. I'm like, huh, 
wonder what the stars are doing right now. <laughs> we're not. We will admit to uh, are, you, to our the, audience right now. We're not the, huge NHL guys. What are the Canucks doing today? <laughs> <laughs> but there is a new team that we are very intrigued Hell with. Yeah, dude. This is my new NHL team now. I would have to agree with you, brother. This so, team is super cool, and they have a super cool name. They're in a in a cool city that already yeah. has a professional football team. Used to have basketball, not anymore. And we got baseball too. Baseball too. I baseball. Yes, baseball as well. We have the Mariners. We have the Seahawks. But what else do we have now? We got the Krakens. The Krakens. Mm, nothing. Nothing speaks better than the Krakens, man. Like that is. That's a cool name. Like when you even hear that, you're like, "Did you see the trailer?" No, I haven't. The, dude, the trailer is super cool. It's like, it's really dark and and movie like because it, it, you know Seattle's right there on the coast. Washington, what is it? It's always dark, rainy. Yeah, muggy. it's always rainy. Yeah, but it, it's, it's got it like a ship in the ocean in the trailer. Like, it's really it never, theatrical. Like, it's it never cool. gets above like I don't even think it ever gets to like ninety degrees. I think hot there is like 80. Hey, that, I wouldn't mind living there. No, I don't know. Well, you know, well, you got to check out like, the trailer. I like to go visit just because I don't like cloudy weather that much. It gets me too down. I yeah. like sun. So. It does have a high percentage of depression still, and suicide. Well, yeah, they still have like one of the highest rates, but you know, but it, I would love to go like visit. Absolutely. Oh yeah. To visit. Go definitely. to the market, yeah. all that. Drink Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. But really, Starbucks. <laughs> hey, I would have liked yeah. to go gone there in the in the yeah. early nineties. Experience the grunge scene, you know, with Nirvana. But hey, man, get <laughs> get ready, you you NHL fans, the Seattle Krakens are coming after you. One of the things that I was not yeah, too pleased with, though, was the the S, the logo. It's too similar to the Mariners yeah. S. You know what mm. I mean? Uh, but the name, you can't go wrong with yeah. the name. It, the name is epic. The name is so cool. Yeah. I've never, I've never thought that a team would be called some, you know, a myth, it's so mythical and yeah, exactly. You hear about you, you, the drink, you know. Yeah, we Next have day. it over here on the wall. Maybe every time they play, we'll have a Kraken. The Kraken rum. <laughs> Maybe that can be their um, go-to. Probably be their official. sponsored beverage. Oh, you know? probably they're like, uh, can we get on? Hell yeah, Kraken rum. But you know. That was a big thing. But here, here's the best news I've heard in 2020 for oh, me. Oh, yeah. In the We're sports. so excited for this. Because you know, you're talking you're talking about my, one of my – I know some people are going to be like, really? But one of my guys that I look up to, one of my heroes as a professional athlete, per, I, maybe not the person. I never said person. But he's, I like him as a person. Too. But even as a person, yeah, he's, shit, he's changing his life around, I believe. But – my boy, the champ, the Ironman Mike Tyson, mm. will be fighting in an exhibition match September 12th. Man, I've watched a lot of videos over this in mm. interviews. And you know what? These guys are taking this shit serious. Yeah, hell yeah. They want to knock each other's head off. Hell yeah. And the only thing I was disappointed with with all this is that in California, they're going to require them to wear headgear, which is going to be a little weird. <laughs> it won't matter. I've seen Mike Tyson knock somebody out with with headgear. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have too. But but here's the thing: they'll find a way to get around that. They'll find a way to get around it. It's going to be in Carson, California, September 12th at Dignity Health Sports Park. I don't know where that is. 
specifically, but hopefully it's a great venue. It's going to be a pay-per-view event, guys. We're going to buy it. No questions asked. If you are a boxing fan or grew up a boxing fan, there's no way you can miss this, right? See, you know, I'll tell you right now, Pena House, September 12th. Yeah. I'm not giving my address. I'm just saying <laughs> I will be having a big old boxing party. I mean, they're the two two of the best boxing champions in history. They're going to go head-to-head mm. in this. I was never a big Roy Jones Jr. fan. I don't really care too much about him. I'm not. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of him either. Yeah. But they did. They did try to fight and put together a, a match back in 2003. It never happened. But they they had tried to fight each other in the past. And you know, Roy Jones, he doesn't seem like he's going to be a formidable opponent for Mike Tyson. To be honest with you, I just think Mike Tyson is going to knock this dude out. Hell yeah! Then probably wait. the first four or five rounds. I can't wait. They're can't. they're they're in great shape. Roy oh, Jones yeah. fought two years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mike Tyson though, he hasn't fought since what two thousand five. Something so. like that, but still. I mean, like I said, that's why he's named the baddest man on the planet. Mm. Mm. Iron Mike. He's yeah. fifty and six, forty four knockouts. His reach is seventy one inches. He's eight, he's fifty four right now. Mm, I shit don't look like it. But yeah, he does not look like it. Who do you who do you got in this? And what do you think is going to happen? Mike's going to knock him out. Mike is going to... Okay, how soon? Third round. Third round. Third round knockout. And that's pushing it. Like, I hate saying that. Because, you know, Mike don't fuck around. I'm just hoping these two guys can go the distance. I know it's only going to be, what, 10 rounds? Or is it eight rounds? I don't know. I I don't think they broke it down yet, have they? I think it's only going to be... They they don't say. It's only going to be eight rounds. It could be, but still. I'm pushing three. That's pushing it. But I mean, yeah, Roy Jones. He's fifty-one. He's sixty-six and nine with forty-seven knockouts. He is a legendary boxer in his own right. He's a great, his historically yeah. productive guy in the ring. So he's a great opponent for Mike. They're about the same age. They're good. Yeah. It's a, it's Roy good Jones point. is going to be a little bit more. I think battered coming into the fight just because he's fought so much leading up. I mean, 2018, he fought up until 2018. So he's going to have more mileage than than Mike at this point. I mean, he has more fights. We've we've always had more mat time, ring time, Mm. right? You can say that. You can say it like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. September 12th, Pena's house. If yeah, if you're not doing anything, come by, man. You know, we gotta, like I said, we gotta, we're going to witness history. We got Facebook, Instagram. Hit us up. <laughs> you know, this will be probably the last bout that they have in their career on both sides. I don't see Mike Tyson fighting again after this. You, but what? W- think of this scenario: if Mike beats Roy Jones and he, you know, gets full immersed back into the boxing lifestyle, the old Mike Tyson comes out. What if he challenges? you know, Deontay Wilder or Anthony Joshua or any of these guys. I, I, I know he's he's out of his prime. Let him do it, man. But do it. Let him do it. <laughs> or, Mike or, Tyson. Or put together a circuit where it's it, there's nothing but older boxers mm-hmm. who can who are still willing to fight. Have them fight. Yeah. You know, like the big three in basketball? Yeah. Ice Cube put that together. They have a bunch of former players that yeah, play each it's, other. It's, it's good. I liked it. I liked the picture. It was really fun. To it watch. would be entertaining. People yeah. would watch it because, like, I had heard, who was it? George, um, George Foreman was saying 
these guys, the older fighters, are more popular than the current fighters. Exactly. I mean, like I said, though, I mean, the only one I really know, uh, you know, is uh, Canelo. Canelo. Canelo, or whatever. Yeah, Canelo. The and Gypsy King. I mean, that's that's really it. I mean, I'm like, because I mean, he's a bad fighter too. I love. Him. He's a really good fighter too. You know, so he is. he's probably pound for pound, probably the best. Yeah. Well, and then fighter. you got well, then you got um, what's his name, Pacquiao. Pacquiao, and he had Triple G. Yeah, but he, but he, Pacquiao's old though too, you know. So yeah, he was yeah, a great he's like, fighter too. Yeah, he's, well, he's in his forties now. So there's a lot of young uh, fighters too. Boxing has really had a a resurgence within the past, I would say, five yeah, years. Well, they, they, I mean, they got to find a way because not they were getting pushed. I mean, like I said, UFC is pushing them, pushing them out. Yeah, so. that's the thing. UFC has become so popular that boxing is taking a back seat. Yeah, but. You can't really blame UFC as as a as the boxing world. You've you got to continue to promote and put together fights and and have the talent there. It just doesn't seem like the boxing world is anywhere use where it used to be. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you know, one boxer I love is Tyson Fury. You know, the Gypsy King. I want to see yeah, him. I want to see him fight Anthony Joshua eventually. He's going to probably fight Deontay Wilder again, which we got that on pay per view last time. And That's right. Deontay Wilder, dude. He got his ass whooped. Yeah, he? he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> but he's he's the best heavyweight, no doubt. And he's uh, our age. Yeah. I love the guy. So but like I said, guys, you know, coming up, we got like I said, you know, almost done with July. August will be a very interesting month. It will be. It'll be entertaining. So, we'll have we'll have some football back. Week zero will start, I think August 29th. And then baseball will be here continuing, and so will basketball. Basketball starts, what, tomorrow or Friday? So we're excited about that, too. Yep. So, But like I said, guys, you know, hit us up. You know, Instagram, Facebook, we're always available. BombCity.LockerRoomTalk at yep. gmail.com. Yeah, and also, like I said, we, we guys here do a really good job of the updates. Really good of the updates, you know. So we've had a lot of feedback from you guys and a lot of guys that are wanting to be on the show. We're going to try to get you guys in and we're going to try to cover topics that you've, you know, messaged us about or sent us emails about. But once the season starts, like yeah, we'll be reaching out. So oh, we'll we'll be full, full force once season starts. So, but all right, James, you can do your, your out, your out. The outro. Well, guys, we're coming to the end of the road. Thank you guys for listening to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You have enjoyed, hopefully, Locker Room Hype 16. We've done 16 of these. My God. But we'll see you guys next time. As always, I'm James Fairchild. And I'm Aaron Pena. Peace.